Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicks with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, we had a plan today to just do our ASU preseason game-by-game picks. Um, it's, I think, my favorite thing we do on a yearly basis. Uh, yes, we're, yes. We're still going to do it, just not right away, because ASU announced today that they are self-imposing a one-year postseason ban um, this year which is based on the recruiting shenanigans. I guess we've never gotten an official letter from the NCAA confirming no. it's an infraction, but certainly appeared to be ASU recruiting infractions under Herm Edwards, Antonio Pierce violating the COVID lockdown dead period. Um, I just finished watching uh, Kenny Dillingham presser uh, I watched it too. Yeah, yeah. He said that he was informed at six thirty this morning yeah. by Ray Anderson. Um, that is ridiculous to me. Um, so much of it is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, that's that's one piece uh, among many that I think you could say this about. Yeah. So I'm going to just rattle off some of the things that bother me about this, but I, I let's start with the premise that I think this is handled poorly and a misguided decision. Um, maybe not to do it, but for how we got here. Um, yeah. One, we could have done this last year. There is no yes. new news yes. about the no. recruiting violation. No, I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I thought that too, like, What's changed in in the last year? Nothing except for the fact that the coaching staff that was part of it is gone. You yeah, know, and, and the only so, person left is yeah. Iguano, and no one right. has accused Iguano of doing anything. So. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, so it feels like all this was was you know, if, if you'd done it last August or prior to the season, uh, you know, Herm was still the coach. So this feels like, hey, you know, well, we couldn't do that to old Herm. Ray wasn't gonna gonna throw his buddy under the bus. I don't know if it's that simple, but that's certainly how it feels. So, yeah, completely agree with you. Yeah. It's, um, okay, so that's part one. That's, that's ridiculous thing number one. Ridiculous thing number two, if you're going to make that decision, you should probably make it before the week of your first game. The Sunday morning before the season starts? Yeah. Yeah. You, and look. I'm going to level with you. If there was a way for the senior and grad transfers who came in to leave, I would let them leave. I agree with you. No, I mean, it would it would handicap us in a terrible way for the season, uh, you know, but but I agree. Like, it, it stinks for, for guys who, and I don't know how many, it's so, it's so difficult to keep up with eligibility still. Uh, soon enough, I think it'll get easier, but, you know. How many guys we got who only have one year left? I'm sure there are a handful. Um, it stinks for them. I mean, you know, and, and listen, I want to I want to say up front, and I think you think this too. You could tell me if you disagree. Like the postseason ban, you know, we we're very likely not going to the Pac-12 championship game. We were not going to the playoff. We were not going to a major bowl. If anything, we were going to a run-of-the-mill bowl game. So, like that is not the biggest problem I have. I mean, it, yeah. that's the thing. <sighs> I realize, like, there's a good chance this team might not be postseason eligible anyway. Right. We're going to do our picks, and, you know, like, uh, you know, high bar for me would be six or seven wins, which barely gets you into a bowl game. Right. But still, it's just it's just the premise of it, of, like, taking away the hope. There's always that hope. We've talked about this almost every year we do this, that, like, at the start of the season, well, maybe it's your magical year. Maybe you'll get on a hot roll, you'll get some breaks, and, You'll get into October with a chance to, you know, stay undefeated or win the conference. And, you know, and now that's gone just a few days before the season starts. And that it stinks for a lot of people, but it certainly stinks for the guys who came here with only one year left to play college football. Absolutely. And this this to me is a process over results situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because last year's team... When they when they mutually agreed to part ways with Herm Edwards, which I love that the ESPN story, since he right. works at ESPN, said that and doesn't say he got fired or yeah. that he quit on the team, which are the right. real two options of what happened. 
Um, yeah, you'd think so, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, it's you hard know, to imagine to... that him, Ray Anderson, and Michael Crow all woke up the morning after that game. I know. And decided, you know, I... Let's I, all move on. I yeah, yeah, but... But I also take that $4 million with you. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. For a school that cries poor, doesn't have enough money, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, uh, we just don't have enough to keep up in the arms race. But take that $4.4 million with you on the way out the door. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's another thing about, and we, we could discuss at length some of these things, and I'm fine with doing so. Uh, you know, the fact that they've never had to be held you know, their feet held to the fire on, was he fired or did he quit? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've just accepted this explanation that like, well, he's just not the coach anymore. Like, okay. So, yeah, continue on. But yeah, I'm with you on that too. So then the next thing, and and we've alluded to this, but there are dozens of new scholarship players this year. Mm-hmm. There are almost entirely new coaches yeah so you were punishing the wrong people which is what makes not doing it last year i know the the, know. the most glaring thing because look it i'm if you give the benefit of the doubt to ray anderson and michael crow it's which you shouldn't but, but go ahead but if you but are yes. it's we're <laughs> not going anywhere anyway this will take yeah. pressure off of Kenny Dillingham, 32-year-old head coach. Yeah. Um, it's all this. We're just going to start this year by saying it's a, a wash. We're not yeah. worried about it. And we will clear house. And then, you know, the NCAA, yeah. when we get to the Big 12, this will all be forgotten. And we've got a better shot to compete next year in the Big 12 yeah. than this year in the Pac-12. Maybe. But I mean, but, but yeah. If your, but if that's where you're going, then you could have done this last year when we were a dumpster fire. Of completely, people. completely, and everybody knew. Like, I mean, we we had a lot of conversations prior to last season, and we weren't alone. That like last year was going to take a lot of luck for that team to to have anything but a really bad season. Like it, it just felt like dead team walking from about you know, march on um, when, you know, Jane Daniels left and, you, you know, and, and it was too late to really get a quality replacement and you lost some assistance in the off season to, you know, suspensions or whatever. And it just, I mean, like at this point last year, it felt pretty clear to like, man, like this team is going to be lucky to scratch out, you know, five plus wins. And they didn't, uh, they were lucky to get three. Mm-hmm. It took a, you know, a surprising upset over Washington just to get three. Um, you know, so yeah, it was such an easy year to see that that was a bad team going nowhere. Uh, and you hate to, I mean, look, those, those players weren't to blame for it either. None of the players were to blame for any of this, you know? Um, so I'm not saying to throw those guys under the bus with that, but at the same time, like use your head, man. Last year was the year to do this. Well, and then, so I guess this leads to the final thing I wanted to say, which I want to let you talk, but this leads into the season preview for me a little bit. Sure. You're doing this six days before your first kickoff. and Four days. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes. Four days before your first kickoff. And then you just suck all of the momentum from the team. Everything that you built, the offseason, the the good feelings of Rashada getting named the starter. I know. The hopes and and it's like, oh, nope. Nope. I mean, it's it's a situation where honestly, like, if we weren't playing an FCS team and, and an FCS team that isn't a power, um, I would think there would be a decent chance we'd lose on Thursday. I, I don't think, think that'll happen. I still think there's a chance. I'm going to pick us to win, but I still think right, there's a chance. Right. Right. I mean, I, I you know there is a, like because if we were playing uh, if we were playing NAU, who's not a great you know. But, but always comes in with a little edge because it's, you know, they're the small school in the state. And, you know, I would be nervous that this team could get upset because it's hard to get over that. And, you know, I mean, as we get into our season picks, like I am thinking about changing some of my that I because I had it pretty well set of three, four weeks ago of game by game. Well, how this team was going to do. And part of it, I will say, was based on a positive start. 
And I don't know that that's as possible now. Um, because the back half of the schedule is tougher. And I really did think like, well, okay, there's, there's, there's a chance there. You got your first four games at home. Um, you know, I didn't think we were going to go four and zero in that stretch with USC being one of them, but you know, I thought, Hey, we can, we can come out of that two and two, three and one and, and, you know, get a little snowball going. And even if things tail in the second half, we can get to that six win barrier. Um, and yeah, I mean, it does affect my thinking of how this season's going to go because of the, yeah, the timing's really bad. If you announced it in June, you know, you, you give guys a chance to lick their wounds and think, man, this sucks. And then kind of rally together of like, well, screw it. We'll show them. Mm-hmm. There's not as much time for that now, obviously. No, you know, I mean, you just, it's, you've undercut your first year head coach. You have, you have. And, and, and he sounded, like he felt that way, he did not. He didn't uh, use words. He, no, he did not. He, he talked. He he said that he that it was a shit practice, and he's not yes. surprised because they got shit news. And it's like, no, wow, that's yeah. pretty straightforward. And, and I couldn't hear the question. I don't know if you could uh, that he no commented about his contract. Did you hear what the question was? I couldn't. I didn't hear. Okay, it. I went back. And I, it was to something. I mean, too. I listened to it again to try to hear it. And it was something about his contract and sanctions, but I couldn't hear it. And, and it'd be interesting to know what that what that full question was. Um, but yeah, he definitely came off like he was upset. And he, I mean, he said it. You know, he somebody said something about you know how did it how did you react to it? You know, and I think he just said it's upsetting. And that's it. It was a lot of short answers. It was a lot of uh, you know the feeling of somebody who's mad. And I can't blame him. I'm mad, um, and and it just yeah, it just feels like um, it was cowardly timing. I think I don't know, I don't know who decided this, but Sunday morning, uh, the last weekend of August, I can't think of much more cowardly timing to do this than than this. Okay. Um, I mean, I, you know, what yeah. I don't get is the strategy of this decision. Uh, yeah, like, totally. And, and I would love to get the people who are responsible for making that decision on the record to find out what that is. But, because, but we probably won't. Yeah. Because there has to be a thought process. Like, the, the question, the first question is not, why are you imposing the suspension? We all know. We all get sure. it. Sure. It's, what transpired in the days and hours leading up to August 27th? Yeah, that yeah. prompted you to announce that decision that day. Did you really not have a decision until six thirty a.m. on August twenty seventh? Right, right, right. Is this yeah. not something you thought of throughout the summer, the off or, season, or last season uh, when the yeah, story, exactly, yeah, when the yeah. Story I mean, broke, like it, it, you know, yeah, it you, doesn't make any sense. You you chose to bring this coach, this head coach back. You, you yes, got yes. rid of the defensive coordinator, kind of. Like, yeah. you didn't fire him. He just went to the pros. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you said earlier in your, in the sort of like, if you want to be the, the cup half full devil's advocate approach of why do this now, one of the things you said was, you know, you kind of just say, like, this year's a wash. And I was thinking, as you said it, like, that's kind of how they went about last year. Remember, we discussed that, that it just felt like, and especially when Herm walked away, got fired, whatever term you want to use, three games in, that it was basically just like, well, 2022 is meaningless. And and we're all geared towards getting that new coach and, you know, rebuilding in 23. So that's why that is a harder pill to swallow now, to, to basically, in some ways you're telling me now for a second straight year, that's eh, a wash. We'll get there next year. And it's like, how many next years can we have, man? I mean, I realize there will be a next year, but, you know, patience runs thin after a certain amount of time, and you already have a fan base that is very apathetic, that's very turned off, and now you got Kenny Dillingham saying, you know, we need our, we need our fans there for the players, and I agree, we do, but man, it's, it's tough to be a fan right now. I, I feel it, because part of me feels like being a fan and doing anything to support ASU especially financially, putting my money behind it in any way, is, a, is an approval of Ray Anderson and Michael Crow, and I don't want to approve of that. I, I don't approve of that. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's the in spite of. 
you know? Yes, it's, yes. You know, I mean, I, I feel bad because, like, I'm going to go Thursday night, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to root for ASU, you know, and it's not the player's fault, and it's not the coach's fault, but, like, you know, I told you in the offseason that I thought the games I would go to, I'd buy tickets from ASU in order to, you know, put a little money behind the program, give my money to ASU to show my appreciation for the hire of Dillingham because I thought it was the right move. And now I'm thinking to myself, I don't know that I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when I go see Washington State at the end of October, like if I can get a $20 ticket on StubHub, I'm probably going to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, why spend more to support a university that just continues to stick their thumb in my eye? Well, and not just me. I mean, it's not just me, but, it, but that's, you know, all I can do is think for myself, ultimately. And it's just, like, it's, it's frustrating, man. Well, and it leads to sort of a broader discussion that we have a lot, which is how successful do we actually think the programs in this department can be? Right now, not very. You know? I, I mean, I, I, I said that, that to you too. a few weeks ago after the debacle that was that media session when the you know after the big 12 move was announced and i i stewed on that for hours um and i got more and more frustrated uh, you know and i just thought like man you look at the leadership you look at the way those two presented themselves what they wore how they acted how they spoke what they said and you think like man you know bobby hurley we, we criticized bobby hurley for the for the basketball program leveling off it's like maybe Maybe this is the best he can do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It, it, did it level off at its peak? Did the did the basketball program actually peak with Bobby? Exactly, exactly. Like maybe this is as good as we can expect. Is a is a team that barely sneaks into the tournament every two to three to four years? Because you know, I mean, it it's easy as a fan to think like, well, okay, does it does it really matter that you know Ray Anderson's incompetent? Like Bobby Hurley can get good players, and he should be able to coach them up. But it does matter. It, it does. Like, it, how your leadership is and who you have at the top, that sets the tone. And, you know, I mean, so we bring in this young coach, Dillingham, who seems very aggressive. He's recruiting hard. He's energetic. He, he's from here. He wants to be here. And, and we just, you know, we put a thumb in his eye before he gets a chance to coach a game that, you know, well, we're going to kneecap you for the first year. We're not even going to apparently give you a heads up it's coming uh, if we believe him and we have no reason not to. I mean, you know, I don't know why he would lie and say, you know, I just heard about it this morning. I mean, make more sense if he lied the other way and said, you know, well, yeah, I knew about this for a few weeks, blah, blah, blah. That would make sense to lie about. It doesn't make sense to lie about this. So uh, it's just it's just frustrating, man. Uh, you know, you look at it and, yeah, I, I agree with you. You do think like, if Kenny Dillingham has success here, it's going to be in spite of a lot of factors. It's not going to be because of a lot of factors. Yeah. And that that hurts. As a fan, it, it hurts to think that way, but I don't know how you can't. No, I agree. It's just tough. I, I mean, I was thinking about it in the last couple hours, as I knew we were going to talk, and, you know, like, it's it's a common thing as a sports fan to say, like, you know, the coach doesn't know what he's doing. The GM doesn't know what he's doing, you know, and most of the time, like, they do know what they're doing. Maybe they make bad decisions, but, but they, you know, they've earned that job for a reason and, you know, not everything's going to be great. I, I truly am not sure that Ray Anderson knows what he's doing in this role. The, the more I see, the more I think, like, I just don't know that he should have this job ever. I'm not even saying that he shouldn't have it anymore. I think that's pretty easy to see. But, like, he just seems like he's completely clueless. And, mm-hmm. and I, I don't say that lightly. This isn't said as a fan watching a game when the team falls behind and it's like, oh, this coach is stupid. This is said watching the last, uh, you know, six, seven, eight years unfold before my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been bad decisions mixed with a preening arrogance Yes, yes, yes. just shameless. Yeah. They're shameless. They really, I mean, you know, like, I see the the way they present themselves again, going back to how that was done a few weeks ago after the Big 12 move was announced. And and they just, they, yeah, the arrogance, that's a great way to put it. And 
and they just seem like they are shameless. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess like Ray Anderson was at practice today, and if he didn't show up, that's probably not a great move either. I mean, I'm not sure, but but I did read that apparently he met with the team and wouldn't take questions in light of the ongoing investigation. Like what? Come on, man. That's like you think the players are going to ask you about the NCAA investigation? They don't care. They want to know why you made this decision today. Why you're why you're cutting their legs out from under them four days before their first game. That's what they want to know. Yeah. And you won't answer that apparently because you're a coward. It feels like. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, one it's of just those tough. things where I guess I, you just you you just as a fan are left to speculate because they won't tell you. They they no, take they won't. these actions. They say you'll see, you'll see. Yeah. And then nothing yeah. nothing good happens. They don't tell you, and and we also have you know poor media. I mean, not to go on that side tangent, but you know like. We don't really have much of the way of media that covers this team. Uh, and, and so it feels like, you know, where's the pressure going to come from for them to give us answers? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, I would love, and they'll never do it, I would love for somebody who doesn't care about blowing things up, even if it's yeah. somebody who stylistically I don't really like, but... Somebody in the local media or, I mean, God forbid the national media take a passing interest in this. Uh, but maybe like yeah. John, maybe John Wilner or John Canzano. Yeah. Um, somebody like that who could just look at the statements that were made by Crow and Anderson in the last handful of years and just put it to them. Uh, the Pac-12 Network. Other schools will be, will be, other conferences will be looking around wondering yeah. how the Pac-12 got ahead of them. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have I had to answer for that? Has there been any repercussions to that statement? Your unflinching support of Larry Scott. And yeah. you regret that. Just a straight yeah. question. Uh, new leadership model. We yeah. we know something you don't know about how to run football. <laughs> That's okay. a great way to put it. That's a, yeah, I, I can't tell you that. Yeah, the, the Herb Edwards hire and everything surrounding it was very much a we know something you don't know. Very much, you know, like, you think we're stupid, but just wait. Just wait until we're proven right when it's all said and done. And, look, I'm going to admit that there were times early on in the run that I thought they were going to be. And I think you did, too. Like, you know, 2018, 19, we had pretty good vibes. But But this, Matt, is exactly the point of issue and why you got to hold their feet to yeah. fire on this is the press conference. He said seven and five is not good enough. And that's yeah. our best year. Our best year. I mean, look, it was eight, five. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Todd, yeah. I mean, it was eight. Yeah. But Todd Graham, you know, had his own issues, obviously and sure. come to sure. light with things that happened with his coaching staff, including family members on the staff. Right. Tenure in Hawaii. Yeah. But it wasn't the Todd Graham era is an unqualified success compared to the Herm Edwards era. For sure, for sure. I mean, Todd Graham won 10 games twice, and granted, they play more games than they used to. Um, you know, but, but not many coaches in ASU history since Frank Hush has said that or could say that. Um, yeah, I mean, it unraveled for Todd Graham, and it was the right move to get rid of Todd Graham, I believe. I, I, I don't change. I feel very much like we're repeating history in a way in some, in, in some pattern. Like when we got rid of Dirk Cutter, I believe it was the right move. I believe the guy they hired to replace Dirk Cutter, Dennis Erickson, was the wrong replacement, and I think that was borne out. And then it's almost like we repeated the same thing. Like Graham had some success. It was time to go. It was time to move on. Things had, had leveled off or even began to, to slide backwards. But the guy they hired to replace him was the wrong move, and that's been borne out now in in what's happened since he left. Now, to Herm's, I don't want to say credit, but just to play devil's advocate with Herm, Herm never had a losing season, and now granted he quit in the middle of what would have been a losing season. Um, but, you know, his, his on-field performance was better than Dennis, but how he left the program I think is much worse. 
Yeah. Like Dennis didn't leave the program in great position by any means. Graham had a lot of work to do, uh, plugged in with Juco guys, and, and got this team competitive pretty quickly. Um, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. It, you know, it's it's just not. I mean, unequivocally, it's in a worse position than when Dennis Erickson left, I think. Oh, yeah. I, we have 50 new scholarship players. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Dennis Erickson, I don't want to stand here and be like, oh, Dennis was better than you think. No. He wasn't. He was bad, and, no, and things were bad with him. But he at least left. He left some talent. You know, there were some pieces. I mean, one he he absolutely lucked into, and and we lucked into was Taylor Kelly. Yeah, Taylor Kelly was never going to actually play quarterback for a Dennis Erickson team. I don't believe. Like he would have left, or he would have rode the bench for five years. Um, and we lucked into the fact that Norvell came along and meshed with Taylor Kelly, and we got three good years from him. But still, like there were some pieces there, and there's very few pieces left from from what Herb Edwards and his staff brought here. That's why we have fifty some new guys. Yeah. Granted, transfer rules and stuff play a role too. I, I realize, but yeah, still, but like the program was at all moving forward. Yeah. This some wasn't guys, like guys would have stayed. Like Herm ran out of gas, but the program was okay, which was something you and I thought might happen. That was right. a positive possibility is Herm would be right. on the sidelines for about four years. Yeah. Have the program turn, it, o- in the right turn it over to Antonio Pierce. That was yeah. the thought. When things were good, you know, you go back to, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, and we've discussed this. Like, you go back to that November night, 2019, when we beat Oregon. And Oregon was, you know, Justin in the Herb. playoff mix. Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, was their quarterback. And, and you know, we beat them, and man, oh man, you know, like, it felt like the trajectory was nothing but pointed toward the sky for this program. Like, we had a freshman quarterback who was going to be a star. Uh, our our approach to recruiting was working, it felt like. Herm was going to, you know, do well and then turn the thing over to Antonio Pierce, and he was going to be the guy of the future, and everything was going to be dandy. And it just, you know, that was the high point, as it turned out. Uh, I mean, we beat Arizona the week later, and that was not, you know, and I think we that was the year we won the Sun Bowl, too. But but it, it never got any better than that night against Oregon. And it was supposed to. That was supposed to be the first of several great moments, and it was the last. Well, let's talk about some new great moments, because we've been going for almost a half hour and haven't Hopefully. started. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 okay. So, as you alluded to, four straight home games, Southern Utah, Oklahoma State, Fresno State, USC, then... On the road to Cal, home to Deion Sanders. On the road to Washington, <laughs> home to Deion Washington. University. Yes, yes, yes. At Utah, at UCLA, home to Oregon, home to Arizona. For those of you keeping score at home, that's eight home games, four road games. A recipe for a team to become bowl eligible if they are allowed to be bowl eligible. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I, one thing I was gonna say before all the news broke today is like, my goal was exactly that for this year. And it still is. I mean, okay, we won't go to a bowl. But I, I still look at this year, and like I've said it many times over the years, that I don't think a six-win season is a success in the big picture. And it's not. But given that you're coming off a 3-9 and nine season and you turned over about 60 to 70% of your roster, you know, doubling your wins from the previous year would be, I think, an unqualified success for 2023 ASU football. That's it. I'm not going to say it'd be the greatest season in school history, but I think it's, to me, it's still the goal. Um, Anything more would be icing on the cake. Absolutely. Um, So I'm going to make a point of telling you what each game is and who each game is presented by. (laughs) Okay, you did this last year too, I recall, and I I didn't know beforehand and it gave me some laughs, and I don't know beforehand this time, so uh, I'll probably enjoy it just as much. So our opener, August 31st versus Southern Utah, not a specific game day, but presented by Santan Ford. Interesting. So the opening game used to always be City of Tempe night. Do we not have that anymore? Oh, we do. Okay. But I don't want to spoil when that is. That's later? Okay, okay. Well, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, I guess with eight home games, you got to spread out the themes a little. Usually we only have six or seven. So, yeah. Um, I have this as a win. Like you said, Southern Utah... Not an inspired opponent. Uh, no, it's I mean, it's not North Dakota State or Eastern Washington or, you know, FCS power that I would think absolutely we could get tripped up, um, you know, especially given 
what's happening right now. Um, I have it as a win too. I mean, it's it's gotta be, it's gotta be right. Like it, you know, it may be an ugly win, and that's you know, we've had almost every year when we have a game like this, we've had the conversation of like this game is one that you expect to win, and it's just how you win it. Do you win it impressively? Do you win it, you know, forty nine to to ten? You're like, okay, that's good. Or do you win it, you know? 27 to to 14 and you had to score late to make it two scores i was like oh boy there are concerns ahead yeah i I don't know it could be that it wouldn't surprise me if it's that i agree i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be slow rolling getting started Um, yeah yeah and then one thing we've barely spoken about given everything else is you know Jaden rashada when the last time we spoke we talked about the possibility that he'd be the guy, and I, he's going to be. So, I mean, that is exciting to see him and, his, you know, and how he gets started. And um, I'll ask you this. I, I liked how Dillingham said, like, he's the starter for week one. I don't think we need to commit to him all year. Like, no, you get that, four games before you have to burn his red shirt. It, it, exactly, if, exactly. I think yeah. he's the starter week one. I think he probably starts against Oklahoma State week two. Probably. Unless, unless the yeah. moment just looks way too big for him against Southern Utah and you get yes. Trent Borgay. Yes. And, and you know, the four games thing, I didn't even think about that, but uh, I was going to make the comparison to like, treat this a little bit like calling up a, a prospect. Like, don't be hesitant if things don't go well to send him back to AAA. Doesn't mean his career is over. Doesn't mean we've given up on him. And the four games thing is sort of like that. Like, don't don't be hesitant to send him down. Yeah, let him do mop you know? up work when we get blown out by USC. Yeah, that's yeah, like you know, like it doesn't mean we're we're done with him, but uh, we don't need to say like he's our starter now and forever because there may be some bumps, and Drew Pine theoretically will be healthy soon enough. Yeah, and it seems like he was gonna be the starter prior to getting hurt. That's kind of yeah. how it feels, you know. And and so like when he's healthy, if Rashad is struggling at all. Don't be hesitant to say, like, hey, Drew Pine was our guy. Jaden did a nice job, and we have great faith in him for the future, but we're going to let him go back to the sideline, see the game slow down a little bit. Like, we don't we don't need to push it too much. Yeah. Um, and then one other cosmetic thing that we did not talk about is uh, all of these games, these eight games are going to be played at Mountain America Stadium, home <clears throat> of the ASU Sun Devils. Uh, yeah. Which is, we haven't uh, really talked about that much, but... But I guess whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm calling it Sun Devil Stadium, and that's fine. Me too. Me too. I will continue to call it that. Uh, I guess it's the nature of the beast. That's all. I, I mean, I don't like it, but I guess, you know, it doesn't do any good to scream about it or, or get too upset because it's just the way it is in life today. Uh, so we both have that as a win. That leads us to September 9th. It is... Blackout game slash faculty and staff appreciation night presented by our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union. Oh, well, that's nice. That's nice. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, so still no city of Tempe night. Boy, they're really making us wait for that. Uh-huh. Man, man, you're building the suspense here. Um, well, okay. So Oklahoma State, this is where I said earlier that like my theory on how we got to six wins was in part based on I had I had Oklahoma State as a win. Because I thought, you know, Southern Utah, okay, that's a, you know, that's your first big game. That's a Saturday night, you know, it's 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 a it's a you know major conference opponent about to be a um, conference rival, about to be a conference opponent, exactly. Yeah, you know, so it like it felt like a this is where ASU pulls an upset type of thing because I I don't think Oklahoma State's going to be great this year. They've got a new back too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got some problems. They've got, you know, they had a lot of guys transfer out, including some guys that were like, you know, key guys for them. Uh, it seems like there's some unrest a little bit with them. And, and so, like, I, I think they're ripe for the picking. <sighs> Give me yours first before I make mine, because I had it as a win, but I'm on the fence now. So I think this is a loss because I think going back to the Southern Utah game, I think what you're going to see is a competitive first game, which is not good. No. And then I think you're going to hear nine days of, was Jaden the guy? Is he really, that's the guy you want to trot out for this game? This is, you know, this game's going to be on Fox Sports 1. 
this right. is against Oklahoma State. There's going to be a bunch of questions about you know playing against each other on a regular basis now. And, True. and there's going to be eyes on this game. It's a national game. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think that, you know, I think this is the game where you see, you know, maybe Jaden Rashada starts. He's ineffective. Dillingham has, you know, decided before the game that Drew Pine's going to play some just to get back into game shape. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you see Drew Pine in by halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm going with a loss, and that is an audible from how I originally had it, because my theory was, you know, again, emotion, um, you know, it, it's it's going to, not that it's not hot in Oklahoma, but, you know, it's a, it's a night game, so it's going to be, what, 9 o'clock, 9.30 their time. Yeah. You know, you get that body clock effect. Um, you know, I just thought that was where ASU... And we've seen it before. They beat Michigan State two years ago in a, in a game like this. Same, same, you know, week two of the season. Yeah, it's um, the kind of game where you get, like, also the Wisconsin game, where weird things will happen. True, true. You know. That was a say, yeah, early, you know, mid-September. Um, but I just, I, I guess I feel like the air might still out, be a little bit out of the balloon. Um, I had it as a win this morning. If we talked, uh, you know, at 6 a.m. my time this morning, uh, I would have said I got it as a win. I got us two and zero, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change it and go to, go as a loss because I just don't know how this team's gonna respond to the to the news of this week. All right, so you and I both have that as a loss. That brings us to City of Tempe night. All right, I was even gonna say it's gonna be Fresno State, isn't it? Yeah, feels like it's it's gotta be a non conference game. It is. It's All right. it's Fresno State. No sponsor. No sponsor uh, yet. I, I well, imagine that's terrible. That's, I, I imagine that's both bad and scary for ASU. Probably, Alex. probably. We uh, should get Desert Financial to sponsor because you know we're all about the credit unions. Apparently, they ought to be sponsoring one too. Yeah. Well, I wonder if they're pissed because we changed the. I mean, you think so, right? Yeah. yeah credit union of, sponsors right next to each other. Kind of weird. I yeah yeah we we. Never discussed the irony of that, but it is weird. But anyway, yes, Fresno State coming in uh, a good program. You know, a, a top level Mountain West team that you know had a had a rough start last year and then righted it. You know, won the LA Bowl. Jeff Tedford, old old familiar face, been on the sidelines at Sun Devil Stadium a few times. He's he's back. Yeah, um, I feel like they have to win this game. To, to not have the season kind of go off the rails. Yeah. So I have it as a win. I think that it's Drew Pine at quarterback. I know that. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, look, this is part of the fun of doing what we're doing. Is I, I think it's Drew Pine, and I think you see like, oh, I get it. This is, this is what it looks like when you've got a quarterback who's played big-time college football before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So – it's interesting because I'm, I swear I'm not just copying your picks. I had it as a loss. Mm-hmm. My theory being, we beat Oklahoma State. We have, you know, seven days. And everybody, oh, well, man, maybe ASU is something to watch. Oh, they beat Oklahoma State, you know. And and then you get a team, you know, Mount West, you know, and they come in and beat you. It's sort of that, uh, like, you know, reality check. Mm-hmm. Now changing my Oklahoma State pick, I almost feel like you're right. Like I, I gotta pick it to be a win, or else I'm starting to stare down the barrel of like three and nine as a record. Um, I'm not confident in it though, because I think Fresno's a, a very solid program. Uh, you know, Tedford's a good coach. Uh, I think the quarterback is is um, kid from here. He, he was at UCF, but I think he went there. Mikey Keene. He played at Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that's a that's a tough one. I'll go win only in part because I, I don't want it to go off the rails, as you just said, and I think it could. Um, I don't know. I'm not, as you can tell, I don't have a lot of conviction behind this pick. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to give away the game here, but I, I'm not saying it's not going off the rails. I just don't think it goes off the rails. <laughs> no, no, no. I, and... and I mean, I do feel like the first the first six games with five of the first six at home and really all but USC feeling like, you know, beatable opponents, mm-hmm. you know, 
including the run, the one road game at Cal, like you, you got to stack some wins in that first half before the bye. I feel like you, you got to be four and two. If you're going to get to six wins, I think four in the first six is almost a requirement. Yeah. And since I, well, I mean, we haven't got to USC, but uh, I don't see us beating USC. I'm going to go with four. I'm going to say we do get one of the two Oklahoma State, Fresno State. I'm flipping what I originally had, but I'll, I'll go with you and say Fresno is a win. Begrudgingly. And th- that brings us to Maroon Monsoon, Hispanic Heritage Family Weekend Night against man, USC. Oh man, packing them in. Presented yeah. by Gila River Resorts and Casinos. That's right, a casino sponsoring a college football that's, game. That's right. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah. It's amazing they don't, they're not the title sponsor of the stadium. Uh, you know, wouldn't have been shocking. But, uh, but yeah, uh, that's we a got loss. USC coming in. That's a loss. Don't, like, I don't know how else to say I, it. Like, I don't think I mean, we'll I be think competitive. So. I think so. I know USC did not. Did not necessarily, uh, you know, look as good as I hoped yesterday for somebody who, you know, the last time we talked said I had them winning the national title. Um, last, yesterday's performance was a little little face-shaking, but not enough to make me think we can beat USC. They still have an incredibly good offense. Um, I mean, the, the wide receiver group, maybe second to Ohio State in the country as far as the best group, Heisman winner and quarterback, uh, on and on and on, like, Maybe we put some points on the board against them because maybe anybody can do that, but they could score 50 on us very easily, I feel like. I see a San Jose State yeah. game. Um, yeah. You know, I just. It might be 7 to 7 at the end of the first quarter, and you're like, well, maybe we got something here. And then it's like, well, no. 75 yard touchdown, uh, 60 yard touchdown, punt return touchdown. It's like, oh, it's 28 7. Yeah. All right. And turn out the lights. Uh, so then road game. Don't know who sponsors Cal. So at Cal. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. End of September. I will be traveling that weekend, but not to California. Uh, I will be traveling to Texas to see my new niece. There you uh, go. All right. But I'll be I'll be headed to Tucson to see the, the Huskies play Arizona that weekend. But uh, but I'll be I'll be paying attention. See how ASU does in their first foray away from Tempe. So Cal obviously has part of the chip on their shoulder group of four right now, although they could wind up in the ACC by the time this game yeah. happens. Um, yeah. I think we can win this game. Cal is a beatable team. Um, I do too. I do too. I feel like you got to. I mean, I, you know, I, if you're, again, I'm going to keep saying it. If you're going to get to six wins, and I know that's not to make a bowl anymore, um, but I still am going to use it. Like, I, yeah, I think you got to win this one. It's it's not a tough environment, and they're not a great team. Like, you, you go from maybe the best offense we're going to face all year, or one of the best, to probably one of the worst. Like, they are they are consistently a pretty bad offense. Yeah. So I I have this as a win. Um, I do too. I just. I, I'm not super confident. I think this one of the picks for me, this is probably the closest game in conference. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I've I've chalked it up as a win, maybe only because I, I it like I said, I've alluded to it. I'm almost working backwards from how do I get to six wins? Mm-hmm. Like that's my goal. And so where are those six wins at? And I looked at those first six games and thought, all right. You know, feel like that. I really do feel like if you're two and two coming out of those first four, mm-hmm. then the Cal Colorado sequence is the is a pivot point of the season. Yeah, because you know it's the first road game. How do you handle that? And then Colorado just seems, I mean, much like ASU, such an unknown when it comes to what they're going to be. You coach a whole huge stack of new players. We'll know more about them by the time we play them. Um, it's a hard, that's a really hard one to pick at this point because, you know, Cal, you can say, well, like, well, okay, Justin Wilcox, he's a good coach, but man, his offenses are not very good. Like you, you, that's what you kind of expect. I don't know what to expect from Colorado. No clue what, what kind of team we're going to see. I think they're going to be bad. I, I, this is what I do too, that but, I just, I, but I I'm also they're... like mindful of the fact that maybe they won't. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that sounds stupid, but like they do have some talent at the top, top end, and so I was like, well, man, maybe maybe they got a little something there. I don't know. I think they have a coach who will undermine them. 
Um, I could see that. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like bad play call at the wrong time. I mean, like he's going to say something to the media without a concept of how it's going to impact that 19 year old kid. Um, and there's going to be actual media and actual people because he's now at a real program. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, it's a, it's a step up in terms of prestige. There's been attention at Jackson State, but it was, you know, it was kind of like, well, okay, if they're winning, people are what. But if they've lost a game, nobody notices. Yeah. Now they, they open the season with TCU, and they, they're home to Nebraska week two. There are going to be a lot of eyeballs on both of those games. They're, they're in marquee TV slots, mm-hmm. the new Eastern window. You know, Fox is trying to tell us it's the biggest season opener in years. That's a lie. But, you know, I appreciate the marketing effort. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of attention on them, and... I told you this when we did our Pac-12 picks. Like, I'm very curious where they'll be by the time we play them. Like, will they be four and one? And I was like, whoa, this team might really be something. Or will they be one and four? And kind of people have already tuned them out. Yeah, I and I think that's kind of where it's going to be. I do too. I mean, their their first month is TCU, Nebraska. I think Colorado State is the third game, and then Oregon and Colorado or Oregon and USC to start out the conference season. So, yeah, I've got them at best probably two and three, probably one and four. So I got that as a win, too, as we get to that one. I, I you know, I think it's it's a home game against a team that might be reeling. If they do start out rough, you know, does, does Travis Hunter come down with a, you know, hamstring injury, uh, those type of things where it's like, oh, man, man if only they had all these guys healthy. It's like, well, yeah, but maybe he's also just protecting his stock type of deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that I should say that, but it just feels like that's how that happens. Like, man, oh, he's, he's going to be amazing. And they start out a little rough and he's hurt. And he's like, well, so much for that. It, uh, by the way, it's not just a home game. It's the Sun Devil Hall of Fame game presented by Sprouts Farmers Markets. Okay, um, there we go. Yeah, sorry. So, I forgot. We were, we were back at home. You got to give me these. Yes. So there's a buy. We're, we both have it four and two. Um, I'm not feeling great about that right now. I've got to say, as you say yeah. that out loud, like I don't, I don't know that I really believe in that. But I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll stick by it. Well, here is where I think our paths are going to diverge, uh, based on how you've been talking. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're coming out of the bye. We travel to Washington. I don't think Chuck that's. Gonna, I don't Big think that's going to. I don't think that's going to go very well. <laughs> it's, um, not, it's not. I think that uh, I, we have we have four road games. Two of which I'm just writing off right now as losses. And that's at Washington and at Utah. Those are tough environments against very good teams. And we aren't ready to win games like that. So, uh, unless something, I mean, obviously we'll see how the season unravels and, you know, for everybody. And maybe by that point, you know, Washington's already lost three games. And it's like, well, you know, you never know. But I'm high on Washington, as I told you when we did the Pac-12. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just writing that one off as a loss real quick. Uh, that kicks us over to homecoming, unsponsored homecoming, October 28th against Washington State. Um, so when you look at the schedule, I almost wish we would have put homecoming as the Colorado game. I know that feels too early. Yeah. But, you know. I agree. I agree. I, I feel like I, Washington yeah. State's good and Colorado's not. And I think we're going to lose this yeah. homecoming game. So you got that as a loss? I do. Okay, that's going to be our first difference then. Yeah. Um, I got it as a win. Admittedly, I'm not like sitting here like, oh, well, no problem. We're going to take care. I think Washington State's a good team, solid solid team. But, uh, you know, I just feel like it's I feel like it's two teams that might be fairly comparable. So, you, you know, home field. Um, we and have I, I mean, again, I'm going to repeat myself like, we're going to get to six wins. They got to come somewhere. Yeah. I got it being this one. So yeah, I got it as a win. I got us going into going into November at five and three. And so I've got us four and four. And then this is kind of where, you know, we talked about if they, if things were different and they were building momentum early, things could go yeah. up. This is where for me, things get real sideways real quick for this team. Because they've lost two straight, they're traveling to Utah, and I think that we are just going to get waxed. So by Utah's Utah. first. Utah's before UCLA. Yeah, Utah okay. November fourth. 
I knew they were back to back, but I couldn't remember the order. Okay. So, uh, I, so I, yes, I've got that as, I mean, I, I guess I gave that one away uh, a minute ago when I said Washington and Utah, I had as easy losses. Yeah, I, I have that too. That's a tough place to play. Weather could be dicey by that point of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had some ugly performances in Salt Lake over the last, I mean, two years ago was the one where, you know, we were, we were I think, what, 21-7 at the half up, and yeah. then we just got absolutely smashed in the second half. Uh, four years ago was the one where Jade Daniels just was awful as a true freshman. We, I mean, I think we, you know, we struggled to get to 100 total yards or something like that, if I remember right. Uh, it's a tough place, and they're a good program, and they get better as the year goes along, too. That's, I mean, that's kind of a hallmark of theirs is like what you see in September and you kind of look like, well, maybe Utah is beatable. And it's like, no, by November, they're, they're a pretty well-oiled machine. And so, yeah, I, I got that as a loss pretty easy. And, and so for me, this is where momentum goes. I also want to just comment that the Pac-12 championship game is still on ASU's schedule on their official Sun Devil, the no, Sun Devil's nice. website, uh, which yeah, I think is funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you uh, know, like, I think our chances of making that haven't been dented one bit today. Uh, so, you know, might as well keep it on there, right? Um, so the next game, November 11th, Pasadena against UCLA. Final trip to the Rose Bowl. Probably ever. Uh, Probably. I mean, you never know about a future non-conference trip or whatever. You know, uh, who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it probably is. We, we didn't. I mean, gosh, I guess it's a theme of the entire year. But, you know, USC's last visit here for God no I mean, who knows if USC ever comes back here. Only uh, if they've got a recruit sad. or a quarterback who's from here and they just want right. to do Right. You know, I mean that is that is a sad thing for me. I've seen every USC visit here since we started school. Start you know, started with 05 when Leinert, Bush and White and uh, I will be there for that one. I was not gonna miss that no matter what because uh, that was obviously we didn't know everything else that was gonna happen. But you know, but yeah, it'll probably be our last trip to play at UCLA, at least as a conference opponent, um, until, you know, the Big Ten buys up the entire Big 12 in, you know, 20 years, and then we're back as conference opponents or something like that. But that's how it feels right now. Yeah. I uh, I have this as a loss. Um, yeah, I do too. I'm on the fence about it. Um, but I just, you know, I guess I'm, I'm a team with so many unknowns. I, I have a hard time thinking they're going to win more than one road game. Yeah, and I've already got them winning one. So UCLA is a is a beatable team at home. You know, it's a cavernous place, and they get you know, even when they're good, it's it's barely half full. Um, but still, I I don't feel great about our chances. Yeah, I and then I I'm just gonna level with you. I think you're seeing where I have momentum going at this I do. point. I do. Um, so that's four straight losses. They come home for salute to service night presented by the Mayo Clinic, which. That, again, the combo feels bad. It's a little odd, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. okay. Against the Ducks, I think that is going to be a butt-kicking as well. Um, yeah, I'm not as high on Oregon as some people are this year. Um, I, you know, I think I 7-5, and 8-4 is what I picked in that. But I do have that as a loss as well. Um, I mean, it, it would only feel right for Oregon to come into Sun Devil Stadium and roll up a, a drubbing one more time because they've delivered a few... Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we did beat them the last two times here. We beat them in 17, and we beat them in 19, and then we missed them in 21 uh, when they would have come here. So we got a little good recent history, but I can't get past, you know, 06, 07, those just absolute, just, or it was 08, mm-hmm. I guess, the LeGarrette Blunt game. And, the, you know, uh, it's been some ugly ones. 12 with Marcus Mariota as a freshman. Uh, you know, I got some scar tissue of Oregon here at Sun Devil Stadium. So... Yeah, I can't. I can't pick that as a win, even though I'd like to. Yeah, uh, and then that leads. So that puts me at five and six. You at four and seven. I'm at four and seven. That leads us to Senior Day slash Bring Back the Cup, presented by Coca Cola Zero Sugar at Mountain nice. America Stadium, home of the ASU Sun Devils, Frank Cush Field, <laughs> uh, right next to Desert Financial <laughs> Arena, and yeah. across the street from Mullen Arena, and blah 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 blah. Yes, whatever other descriptor <laughs> you could think of. Uh, against the Wildcats, I do not have this as a win. I think we kind of have nothing to play for again, like extra nothing to play for in yeah, this game. Yeah, and I mean, so and I think the stadium go is gonna. I think the stadium's gonna be sixty forty maroon and gold. 
I, I think Arizona is going to be playing for bowl eligibility or a better bowl game, and we're not. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, so my, you know, my theory before the news of the day was, okay, we're five and six. We need that win to go to a bowl. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's out. But I still feel like by that point, you know, you're you're you, you got to be over it a little bit. Like you know, it's like okay, you know. And and I think you know Dillingham will push the right buttons in terms of motivation and all that. So I'm going to say it's a win. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm not putting any money on this. So uh, I've got it as a win. I've got it six and six. I took a different path again. My Oklahoma State Fresno picks. I I flopped. Um, you could easily talk me into four and eight. Yeah. Uh, if I had to put if I had to put money down, you know, if you said, hey, you got to put uh, you know two hundred of your own hard earned dollars down on a number of wins for ASU, I probably would pick four, uh, maybe three. Um, but I'm not doing that. So what the hell? Be optimistic. I'll go six. Yeah. And for me, like, I hope I'm wrong. I just, the news today. Yeah. Kind of like, and I know I have them getting four wins in the first half of the year, but to me, it felt like, we're going to like kind of limp to that. And it's more going to be, we're playing not great teams as opposed to we're good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I do think the, there is a very distinct divide in the halves of the schedule and the strengths. Uh, I mean, besides USC in that first half, I think the other five are all, you know, I mean, there's no powerhouse in there besides SC. And then you get to that second half and you got road trip to Washington, road trip to Utah, Oregon coming in, Washington State coming in, you know, like, there's, it's just tougher. There's just no other way to say it. UCLA, some people think they're a dark horse team this year. I don't. Uh, I've read some stuff like, oh, they might be a contender. Like, I'm not seeing it, but, hey, maybe maybe they'll surprise. So it, it is a much tougher second half, and that's why I'm like, well, okay, if you're going to get there, you better start well. And that's why this news today and the hangover effect of it could really be – damaging because i i could easily see being one and three after those first four at home and then like where does it go from there if you are yeah but if you're one and three does it turn into one and four one and five one and six it, it's very possible i think yeah um i am excited for the season i am too but i, I am, too. am i agree with you yes you know it's gonna be fun to it's gonna be fun to just see some freshness, you know, I'm, I'm still excited for Dillingham. I'm very, you know, I, and I, I think I can speak for you that you are too. Um, and, and so I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. I don't have a lot of expectation, but it does feel different than last year. Uh, I'm not sure we, we win that many more games, but at least it feels like there is a, a faint, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Last year, it just felt like we were stuck in the darkness. Yeah. No, I agree. I, this does not cloud my optimism about the Kenny Dillingham era, what he's doing. I think, I still think he's done everything exactly how I as a fan would want. Yeah, yeah. A- including no, his too. reaction to the news today. Yeah, you know? I mean, you can't blame him for anything. The, the, the negative vibe that, that the first half of our conversation had has nothing to do with him. He, in Nothing fact, I think both of us were very complimentary of how he handled it. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he did not oh, mince I, words. He made it very clear without getting fined or suspended how yes, he felt. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, you got to be careful in those situations because they're still your bosses. But he, he definitely did seem upset. And I, and I want him to be upset. I'm upset. Um, that's the thing I like about him, maybe as much as anything, is that it feels like he cares as much about ASU football as you and I do. Mm-hmm. And the previous coach, Herm Edwards, didn't feel that way. Not Just at didn't. all. Uh, you know, I mean, even when things were going well, it didn't always feel that way. Uh, so like that I like about him. And uh, yeah, I still have optimism. Would my optimism be better if I felt like Ray Anderson would be gone by, you know, next fall? Yeah, sure. sure. It would. Um, and, and I don't know that I am confident that's going to be the case, but that I feel like is the you know the key to unlocking maximum Kenny Dillingham success is better leadership, and I until that happens I, I'm 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 hard pressed to blame the guy for any shortcomings. Yeah, um, and look, Michael Crow's tenure has to be coming to an end at some point. 
I mean, you'd hope so, right? He's been yeah, the president yeah, for twenty they, years. Twenty some years now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the president when we started, and uh, nineteen years ago this week we were starting our senior year of high school. So, yeah, it's been a while. Um. Well, look, twenty years ago this week. Excuse me, nineteen years ago we were starting at ASU. I mean. Yeah, no, 20, 20 years ago, our reunion's next year, and that... It is, is yes, uh, it is, yeah, 20, 20 years ago right now, we were just kicking off senior year, big man on campus at South Point Catholic. And by big man on campus, you of course mean two guys really on campus. campus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, senior year was fun. And there was, we, we weren't, you know, the homecoming king, but it was still cool to be a senior. And yeah. you, can't, you can't replace that feeling. Yeah. Well, hey, look, we will be back. Uh, our tentative plan is to talk on Labor Day. We will recap what yes. happened with ASU's season opener, and we will discuss the NFL season. That's right. That's right. Yes, by that point, we will be about 72 hours from the NFL opening its regular season, and we'll get our picks on the record all the way up through Super Bowl 58. Is that where we are now? Super Bowl 58? I think so, yeah. Yeah, in Las Vegas. How about that? Until next time. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's Ben Matt Sportscast.